Oh, Ow. shoot. Sorry, that was a loud one. I'm in my earring. Earring. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Deeper Into the Woods podcast. We're excited to be with you today because uh, today's podcast is a special one. We've got uh, one of our longest standing or the longest standing uh, district manager of Woods Coffee. We've got Nicole Herring uh, with us. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Uh, so Nicole has been with the company for roughly 10 years. Yep. That's a stinking long time. <laughs> It's a yes. very long time. Um, Ten years in December. Yep. And uh, you probably have about as much history with the company as anybody, obviously, being here for 10 years. Um, and I think, if I'm correct, you started just as a barista, right? Like, correct. Yep. Yeah. Didn't have much knowledge at all. Yeah. And so let's, let's dive into... Um, just your history and what you've learned along the way. And I'm sure you have some knowledge that you can impart to um, our listeners and our viewers, um, something that they can glean um, that you have learned along the way. So School of Hard Knocks <laughs> has been your journey, right? And just kind yeah. of figure it out. Yeah, just, Why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got started in the woods, maybe how you got hired, what you did before that, yeah. um, and a little bit of your journey. Cool. Yeah, so obviously I interviewed almost 10 years ago, and I interviewed at our Bender location. I didn't really have any coffee experience. I kind of worked at a small drive through stand before, um, which was very different than what we do. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was at a point in my life where I didn't really know what I was doing or the direction I wanted to go, but my parents were like, you need to like get a job and figure it out. And I'd heard through the grapevine that you could move, uh, work your way up at Woods Coffee. And I was like, great, let's start here. So I interviewed. I got the job. I actually did my second interview with Kelly, which is crazy to think about now. That is crazy. Um, and started at Bender as just a barista. Uh, my journey there was hard and fun. Um, I was under a manager at the time that was kind of one foot in, one foot out. Um, and it was very cutthroat. Um, I was definitely the newbie and I worked, you know, four closing shifts a week and maybe five on like a bad week, but it was just, it was fun. And I just knew that if I put in my time and did all these things that I would get to the next place. Mm -hmm. So, Hey, tell everybody, um, about time off, how you thought about time off when you, I didn't even know time off was a thing. <laughs> like, the schedule came out and I was like, cool, this is what I work. I didn't know you could switch shifts. I didn't know that you could really request days off. It was just, here you go. This is what you work. So what you're saying is the hiring process like wasn't all that good for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah. they didn't tell you anything. Started off real rough. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't until I transferred to Fernand and I was like, oh, you guys are switching shifts? Like, that's a thing? This is great. So, yeah. That's so funny. Side note. Yeah. <laughs> So a little bit brutal of a start then, like, you yeah. know, starting into a, you, you said it was cutthroat. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean by that? So there was a group of girls that we all worked together, got hired around the same time. And I remember the joke was like, are you getting cut tomorrow? Is it me? Is it you? Um, and we laughed about it and we hoped it didn't happen. <laughs> 
And it didn't. But yeah, it wasn't until that manager finally like moved on and we got someone new in and some like new energy that the team really came together again and we're like, okay, we're heading in the right direction. Yeah. And maybe you felt yeah. like more secure in your job yeah. at that point. Yeah. 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 That's actually probably pretty good that you had that experience because now like you are the person who is sort of managing the managers, the store yeah. managers. And so like that gives you a really clear picture of how important the manager's role is and sure. how they treat their employees and how they yeah. actually, you know, set the tone for the store. Yep. Has that been a, your experience now? For the- sure. Yeah. I feel like from a lot of the experiences I've had along the way, I coach the managers that I oversee now and like help them not do some of those things. Right. And really create a healthy team environment no matter mm-hmm. if they're on their way out or not or even where they're at in their life. Um, yeah. Interesting. So then after Bender, so you work at Bender. Yeah. You have kind of a rocky start, but things maybe kind of smooth out a little bit. Yeah. You have a great team there. And then what's, what was next for you? Yeah. So the Ferndale assistant manager position opened up. And I remember being like, should I, should I not? Um, and one of my friends on the team, she was like, just go for it. Worst case, you don't get it and you stay here. Cause I was really nervous. Like, this is my family. Like mm-hmm. I know these girls so well in this store and kind of going to the next door seemed really intimidating to me. Uh, but I did it. I interviewed and I actually had gone to school with a girl that was the manager at the time, which I feel like was kind of, um, an easier transition than going to someone I didn't fully know. Um, but yeah, so I got the assistant manager position there and I transferred over. And I think the biggest thing was at Bender, it was the opener was on the bar, which was usually the manager and the closer. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have a lot of like bar skill. And so I went to Ferndale, who at that time had two bars and a really busy, quote unquote, drive through time. And the girls were like, well, you're the assistant manager. Like you should be on the back <laughs> bar. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like I can hardly keep up with this. Um, so that was definitely challenging, just fitting into a higher pace store at first. Yeah. Um, but it was really great. And you just kind of got thrown in there and you figured it out. Yep. That's kind of your whole story, yep. right? And every, almost every <laughs> position I've been in, which yeah. has been awesome to kind of like create and own those positions that I've been in. Yep. So then you're assistant manager at Ferndale, you're there for a bit and then you became the manager of Ferndale. Yep. So during that time I was at Ferndale, I feel like it was a growing phase for Woods in general. Mm-hmm. We actually had a district manager, which was kind of a new role, I feel like at that time, that wasn't someone that was a family member. Right. Um, And we learned a lot. There was a lot of miscommunication and hard transitions that just kind of happened without reason. And it was definitely a time where most people probably would have been like, I'm tapping out, like I'm done. This is not how I think it should go. Um, But I knew that if we got through it, it would get better. And I could make the change for that too. So I just kept moving forward really Mm -hmm. yeah so in all those times where you got kind of thrown into positions because then even when you became the manager of Ferndale yeah it was kind of just like hey here you go you're the manager now right it was like night and day thrown it at (laughs) as of tomorrow you're the manager and you're down one body so have fun I got really sick I was working like seven days a week and I was like okay there's got to be an end to this at some point and there was um but I feel like my team earned a lot of respect for me during mm-hmm. that time too and realized um, it wasn't easy and we all got through it together. Yep. And I think that's, again, the moral of your whole story here is you continued on even when it was like hard. Like it would have been easy for you to leave, I think, at a couple different mm-hmm. junctures of your career with us because of the situations you were put in. 
Um, but you actually chose to just make it a part of your whole journey and say, nope, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to rise above it. I'm going to yeah. get through it. And then I'm going to come out better. Yep. And you have every step of the way you've taken as a growing, a growing opportunity yeah. versus just saying like, now I'm just going to move on and do something For different. Sure. And I think that stems from my childhood too. Like my parents raised us to like never be quitters. Mm -hmm. Like if you start something, you never quit until it's finished. Yeah. And I feel like I always want to do a good job. So I never let there be reason to not yeah. do a good job. Yeah. We appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So then after Ferndale, what's next? Oh man. Um, well, there was a moment in there where they needed a manager at Lakeway and you would come to me and be like, we really want you to manage a store. And I was like, great, I'll do it. You left, and 10 minutes later, I was like, absolutely not. I can't move right now. <laughs> I was getting married a few months later, and I was like, I can't go into a new store and try and give it my all when I'm going to be off for three weeks. Yep. Like, it just didn't make sense for that season of my life, which was totally fine, which then le later led to the opportunity of going down to Skagit County and kind mm -hmm. of forefronting this new community we were entering, mm -hmm. um, even though I lived in Linden. I like committed to making the drive and opening the college way store down in Mount Vernon, which was really fun yeah. and different. Right. And then you opened this, the George Hopper store in Burlington. You managed both of those. Yeah. So four months later, I opened, opened George Hopper and then oversaw both stores and were able to like create that team and the culture that we have up here down there. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, you influenced so much down there and then beyond that, um, you helped us with opening the store in Canada. You helped yeah. us with opening the store in Bellevue. Yeah. You've done a lot of really important things here. Yeah. It's kind of fun. <laughs> kind of cool. Okay. So to finish your journey here, how did you become district manager up here? Yeah. So as I came back from maternity leave, I kind of just overstore, or oversaw the stores that I was opening at the time. And then we had a second district manager that oversaw the Whatcom County stores. And uh, she kind of led into a different season of her life, I was handed all of the stores. <laughs> it's like, Once here again. you go. <laughs> you proved like, yourself. Right. And I think it was like, oh yeah, we're going to look for another district manager. You know, you won't be doing this long term. It'll be fine. I'm like, great. Here we are three years later. Because you figured it out and you do it. <laughs> you do a really good job. Yeah. So why do we need another one? It's been one? super fun though. <laughs> yeah. That's so great. Um, you actually have applied for the district manager job though multiple times. Like oh, you yeah. didn't get that job huh. your no. first try. Yeah. I was such a baby when I interviewed the first time, like thinking if I would have got it then would have been terrible actually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I applied twice and, but neither time did I let them like set me back or like stop me from pursuing it. Cause I knew someday I could do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it took you me didn't a little let longer that than get, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't let yourself get defeated at that yeah. juncture of your career either. Correct. And I feel like timing is everything. Oh Yeah. Totally. So. Because you're right. If you would have got it the first time, it might not have ended well. No. Right? Or it might have yeah. ended. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just gained so much experience during those years that I didn't get it. Yeah. So. That's great. So you obviously like brought up, you got married in the last couple of years here. You were yeah. on maternity leave, which maybe means you had a child or two. <laughs> um, so <laughs> tell us a little about your personal life. Yeah. I feel like I've actually kind of like grown up with Woods in yeah. a sense. Like when I started, I just met my now husband. Um, and then, yeah, we got married. We've been married for five years now, which is crazy. crazy. And we have two boys, um, one who's three and a half and one who is almost a year. And it's been really fun because even when I started, I worked with a group of girls and we're still friends now. Mm -hmm. And we've all got married together, had babies together. And it's just been a really fun journey with that. 
Um, but yeah, we live in uh, we live in Linden. We have a couple acres. Um, we have a couple of random animals. It's just been a really fun. Time. A couple random animals. Tell us about your animals. <laughs> about like farm animals. <laughs> farm animals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so even when I was little, I grew up. I mean, I'm born and raised in Whatcom County. I grew up on ten acres. We always kind of had like a funny farm with like goats and pigs and sheep and all of that stuff. I did 4-H. Um, and so when I grew up, I was like, I'm never, I'm done with animals. I'm not going to live on land. I'm going to live in a city. Um, <laughs> not going to live in Whatcom County. And then I met my husband <laughs> and it, it was changed. great. Yeah. So, and I was right back to where I was. And so, yeah, so we have a couple cows, a couple dogs, um, a cat, some chickens. Um, and you live on how many acres? Five acres. Five acres. Cool. So yeah. it's like everything you didn't want. Yeah. But everything I needed. So I wouldn't everything change it for anything. Now, right. Yeah, yeah, totally. So what do you do for fun? Yeah. Uh, well, now with kids, I feel like kids are just fun. a lot. And they're fun. <laughs> and there's never a dull moment. But we like to go camping a lot. So we got a trailer a couple years ago. And we have like a group of friends that we all kind of camp together. And so we always have our Memorial Day weekend trip that we like always look forward mm-hmm. to. But other than that, every you know, other weekend in the summer, we try to go somewhere and do something. That's awesome. Yeah. Camping's great because it's a really a like peaceful time, right? Yeah. Like if you can take a weekend and go camping and you really feel like you like yeah. get away, right? Yeah. And most places don't have service. Yep. So you actually yeah. get to like unplug and right. recharge because you don't have any other right. option. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's kind Especially of in your you. role. I mean, for those that don't know, I mean, like that is your job is to answer your phone yeah. and deal with whatever. Yeah, you're just things on all the time. Up. Yeah, so camping is going to be an yeah. amazing thing for you to disconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Really we've good. just recently started doing that as well, camping and yeah, living the glamping life. I guess more glamping. Yeah, than Same. Camping. more glamping. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but uh, we used yeah, to be campers. Now we're campers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys were tent campers. Yeah, and when we started. Now you're like, then we got that. kids. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's a little bit easier with the trailer for Tents sure. Kids for sure. But yeah, yeah, you guys just went on a fun trip. Yep, we went on a two week road trip. Yeah, and there's something about camping that's really a good like de stressor. Mm-hmm. It really just like you're out usually in open space or somewhere far away from like hustle and bustle. Yeah. Which, and no service a lot. Yeah. So those, that combination's really, really great for relaxation and yeah, mm-hmm. disconnecting. So yeah, it's great. So, Hey, that's good. You're on brand. I mean, Woods yeah. brands, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. like they find that adventure, go get it. Yeah. yeah. You've got all kinds of adventures going on yeah, in you your do. family. Really yeah. <laughs> Very fun. Man, I'd love to know. So it sounds like your whole journey has been, you know, I said it before, like a school of hard knocks kind of thing. Like we're just trial by fire, just get in there, figure it out. And I think you're setting a tone for, um, for like what it takes to rise up in any company, really. Like it takes this amount of grit, bless you. <laughs> it takes this amount of grit, you know, like, like, okay, I'm going to go for this position. I don't get the position. I'm just going to keep going anyway. Um, I think that has been the thing that has made you grow probably the most as a leader. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Um, So taking like, taking all of those experiences, like what's the most valuable thing that you could take away from your whole 10 years of being a barista, being a manager, and now being a district manager, um, that whole journey, like, What's the most valuable thing that you've learned so far? I think for me, it was just like being okay with the process, like never doubting it and just trusting that like 
if I put in the time and energy, like it will pay off Mm, and just trusting that. Mm -hmm. I used to always ask Kelly, like, what do I need to do? Like, what are some things I can work on? She's like, just keep doing what you're doing. And I'd be like, what, what do you mean? (laughs) Like, okay. But it was just trusting that like, okay, what I'm doing right now is great Mm -hmm. and it'll get me to where I need to or want to go. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and especially for, um, you know, this podcast goes out to a lot of our staff yep. primarily. Um, and so if they're listening, like how, how do you encourage them, like the ones that actually want to rise up in the company? Yep. Like, so you would say, just trust the process yeah. to them. Like stick with what you're at, give it your all. And then what else would you say to them? I think the first step is just stepping out of your comfort zone. Like it's so easy to get hired <laughs> in a store and getting stuck there and being like, this is my family. I don't want to try new things. But I feel like as soon as you make that step, you transfer to another store, you realize like, oh, wow, I have another family and this is just an extension of that. Mm -hmm. And then you have all these resources because you've worked Mm -hmm. at multiple stores. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Exactly. Um, And then so what about people like outside of Woods? Like, have you learned something that you think you can take to other places? Like, let's say you're like, ah, Woods is, Woods <laughs> is a joke. Let's get out of here. Oh, you know what I mean? But like, let's say a chapter turns and you find yourself in a different career path. Like, what's the one thing that I you... I sure hope that doesn't happen. I know, me too. I, know. I mean, really, I'm a life. But really, question, really <laughs> what I'm getting after is like application for people outside of the company. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think there is application there, but what would you say to them, like entrepreneurs, people that are out there just kind of listening to a podcast, figuring out like, hey, I want to do something with my life. I don't know what it is. Um, You just kind of fell into all your roles, it sounds like. So like someone in your position 10 years ago where your parents are forcing you out of the nest. Yeah. um, What do you say to young, early Nicole that is, you know, just unaware of what she wants to do? It's a great question. Right. I would say it'd be just being resilient and like just trusting what you want to do and just pushing your way through. Yeah. So did your parents have like a plan for you or they're just like wanted you to do something? Uh, They didn't necessarily have a plan. I feel like for them, it was just they really wanted me to go to college and finish. Like that was my dad's biggest thing. And I didn't do that. Yeah. And so I feel like for many years it was just like, Oh, you're a barista. And I'm like, no, like I'm making this so much more than that. And I think realizing that you can make this a career too, um, was huge. And it took a little while for them to realize that, but now, I mean, they're so proud, but Mm -hmm. just even if it's a passion of yours, it can become a career. Yeah. Yeah. Speak a little bit more to that because I think that that's something that, a lot of people that work for us as baristas face that exact um, situation from outside influences, usually yeah. parents or family members to be like, well, oh, you're just a barista? Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, well, it's such a, it's actually a really hard job and it's actually like really rewarding job too. And there's all these opportunities, but getting people sometimes from the outside to see that. And I don't think that only applies to barista. I think there are other careers that people choose as well that are maybe looked at in a certain way. Yeah. I think they're because like they're unconventional. They're not like right. your office nine to five job that you went to college, you start entry level and you mm-hmm. work your way up in this corporation. Right. And I think a lot of people think that. Right. But from my perspective, it's more like, well, but if you're passionate about this and love it, yeah, do it. And we actually make pretty good money even as baristas. Yeah. Which it's... I think a lot of people don't realize that factor either. Like working a nine to five job sometimes in an office is actually taking a pay cut for some of our yeah. baristas. <laughs> yeah. um, and not to mention 
just working actually as hard as it is, working on your feet, interacting with guests, it's hard, but it's really, really rewarding and it's yeah. really, really fun. It's fun, yeah. Right? And so I think there's like these other factors there and that make the of, job really enjoyable. Yeah, and there's a lot of flexibility with it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not stuck to this Monday through Friday, nine to five, which is great for some people. Yep. Like they really need that structure. But for a lot of people, it allows you to do other things with mm-hmm. your life in addition to having this career. Right. And the flexibility, like even, you know, yeah, you can get time off, you can switch shifts, you can, yeah. you work as a team sort yeah. of thing, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I think it is hard when you're hearing all the time though, like, oh, that's all you're doing with your life. But for you, I think you always pictured it as, but there's a bigger plan that you're working towards. And as long as you can keep like almost like your eye on the prize, then you're going to keep doing what you're doing regardless of what people's opinions are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you were talking to your parents about those things, like what's your, what was your conversation like? Like what was your defense? (laughs) (laughs) If they were bringing, if they were bringing that stuff up. Yeah, I think for a while there, it was just like, when I started as a barista, it was like, really, you're just going to be a barista? Like, you should find a career. And I kept being like, but you can move up. You can move up. Like, all these people. And that's the thing is, there's tons of growth in this company um, and opportunities to move up. And I feel like once I finally got to a management Mm -hmm. position and, like, really explaining, like, what all I did, and it wasn't just, like, on the floor serving coffee, which is great, Mm -hmm. but there was so much more to it, it was like, oh, okay, yeah. like this makes sense. Yeah, totally. That's really cool. And I'd love to know uh, kind of what your ambitions are now. Like that is who you are. Like, you know, having your, your eyes set on a prize, like Kelly said, but yeah. but working through the process to get there. Yeah. Like what are your eyes on now as even personal goals or like, you know, with the company, like, what are you looking at right now? For sure. I still think that the D like the district manager role isn't really like super defined yet. And I think really helping define that role and like better serve our managers Mm -hmm. is like my number one priority right now. I think finding ways to help them make their job easier and coaching them better and leading them better Mm -hmm. is like my determination right now. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where we're at as a company, you Mm -hmm. know, we've, we've grown, so much over the past, you have, you know, 10 years, <laughs> yeah. like, like you think about what it looked like then and now, and like now we're doing all this work of like, it's more refining work. Yeah. Like, like you had talked about like working crazy hours and like all these things like are sort of dysfunctional and that that's yeah. just kind of how it is in the early stages of a business, yeah. just like trying to figure things out and making it happen. But yeah. now we're, you know, trying to be a lot more thoughtful and mindful and put processes in place yeah. and things like that to, to really get the results we want. Mm-hmm. So now, like, you see your role kind of shifting as more of a refining role and making things better rather than, like, the aggressive, like, let's just get stuff done role yeah. that you had before. Yeah. Is that exciting to you? or is It, it is. It yeah. really is. And it's exciting to see where this company is going. Yeah. So it's like we're doing all these things now for growth. Mm-hmm. So... That's yeah, really awesome. trying to set it up well for an ease of growth later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, what about personal goals? Like for you and your family, you guys just want to get camping more? Is that really the big thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my ultimate goal is to go to Bora Bora someday. Whoa. So um, that's just put it there. on the calendar. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in like 15 years. Uh, but no. So I think for a family, we just really want to be like intentional with our time. 
Like when, cause my husband has a busy job too and it's easy to get wrapped up in things. And I think being able to set boundaries within reason and like focusing on our kids when we're there and being mm-hmm. present in the moment is like our number one goal right now. Yeah, yeah. that's good. It's really important. So Kelly and I, we've been married for uh, 15 years this year and we oh. set this goal uh, for a 20 year anniversary. We want to not Bora Bora. We want to fly to Fiji. Fine. So, uh, and Australia is kind of a big bucket list item for us too. Um, I've been to Australia, but Kelly hasn't, so cool. it's gonna be cool for us. So we want to actually break that leg up into a few like different stops. Yeah. So fly from the west coast to uh, Hawaii first, and then from Hawaii to Fiji, and then from Fiji to Australia. So that is obviously a crazy expensive trip. So we're like trying to dream about that and figure yeah. out how we can accomplish it. Yeah. So, but it's cool to have that like on the radar to right. like, work have towards. a goal yeah. yeah like be like we have got we got five years yeah yeah I got five years to save up to do whatever we need to do to make that happen um but uh, it's just kind of cool like to have like a five-year ambition you know mm-hmm. something that like it's kind of far out there that you're like i don't know how we're gonna do that but it's far enough to where it's like i think we might be able to do that you yeah. know yeah. on the same um but sort of making it lofty enough to where it is actually something that you have to work for yeah. mm-hmm. and make a priority like for a long period of time to get there. Yeah. Um, and the only reason I bring it up is because I feel like, like that's exactly what you do. Like mm-hmm. you go, hey, there's this big thing, let's figure it out and, and you go after it, which is really cool. So. Yeah. I think, yeah, and you not giving up along the way is what, you know, just like speaks really loudly to me, like looking at your journey with us in the last 10 years. like. There's so many times you could have just said, I'll go find something else to do yeah. because you were maybe held back a little bit sometimes or didn't work out quite right. Um, and for you to just say, no, I'm just going to stick with it. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep learning. I'm going to keep doing what I do really well. And it just goes to show that like hard work, determination, and like the resilience pays off. Yeah. You do get to where you want to be eventually if you stick with it. Yep. So that's really cool. Really Thank cool you. part of your whole story. Yeah. Super cool. Um, can we talk about millennials real quick? I want to talk about millennials. <laughs> sure. So our our staff, I mean, um, well, actually, probably, like, what's uh, the next Nicole's one? Nicole's a millennial. Yeah, yeah like what's that, the next, me. what's the one after that? I forget. It's like generation, like. Something else. Z or something. <laughs> Is it <Shoot>. Z? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Whatever generation comes after millennials. Um, man, so all that to say, like our staff, like the staff that we are hiring right now, like they're used, they're probably right out of high school. And we were talking with Wes about this, um, and he's on the podcast. Um, and the staff that are like 18 right now, um, were basically like babies coming to Woods Coffee. Um, you know, as, as children, as, you know, and so they've never known a world without Woods Coffee. And it's the craziest thing to me. (laughs) Like that is nuts. Right. And so now these kids are, uh, you know, applying to work for Woods. And so with that sort of, we're always hiring this younger generation, like right out of high school, they're working through college or whatever. Um, and, I think they get a bad rap a lot of the time, you know, for being like entitled or lazy maybe, or like 
man, what's with this next generation? Like, you know, you hear the older people talking like, yeah, like when I was young, I had to walk to school in the <laughs> yep. snow and like yeah. all this stuff, right? Uphill both ways. Uphill yeah. both ways, <laughs> cardboard in my shoes to keep my feet warm, and, like all this stuff. And so I think about that, you know, especially with your job um, as the person who's leading, you know, sort of our staff at that level. Um, what do you see are the kind of the, the red flags or the things that are like a hindrance to that younger generation working in a company like ours, you know, like, cause if we have a hundred people apply, maybe like what, five of those people end up being, yeah. um, you know, on staff because our standards are super high because our product needs to be very high quality and the service is high quality we have a very high standard so what are some of the things that are hindering people from sort of making the cut i mean i just saw you had interviews today like people walking in and of in and out of here um so just kind of give us a glimpse into that world like the people that are getting cut off the list what are they lacking yeah i think you can be brutal too, because <laughs> we're not going to name any names. Yeah, I think one of the biggest thing is a work ethic. Like yeah. nowadays, it's hard to come by, and when you find the people that have it, like, it's amazing. Like, it yeah. just like almost makes or break the position. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be so much easier for that person to catch on and like produce what we need them to do because they understand how to work. Yeah. Um, not saying that we don't hire some people that you know don't have that, but it's a bigger job for the managers to instill like what it is to have a job and like what mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, so I feel like sometimes that can be a, a hindrance a little totally. bit. Totally. And another thing I know that you always look for when you're interviewing is like the personality piece, because obviously what we do is all about the people, all about yeah. the guest. And so if anyone coming in is uncomfortable talking to people, kind of like putting yourself out there all the time, which is making that great first impression, then yeah. it also just doesn't really work because every single interaction you have in a day working as a barista at Woods Coffee is a first impression, yeah. right? And so you have to really be someone that's willing to just talk and engage with people and mm-hmm. read people and all those things, kind of like the demands we place on the job. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it comes down to, yeah, I'd say personality and yeah, definitely work ethic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's incredible. Like that's, that's incredibly valuable to someone who's like, trying to make something of themselves yeah. like the one thing that they need to hear is you need to work hard yeah to get whatever you want like there's no easy path to anything no um right. you have to be gritty about it and just just keep your nose to the grindstone and go for it right yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely yeah that's good i mean i think you know the people that are on staff at woods they're exceptional mm-hmm. because yep. they have been through that process um of hiring um, I would love to, to get a glimpse into that process. And I think a lot of people listening would also want to know, like a lot of our baristas have been through it or whatever, but people outside of our company, um, that is something that i I know that people have reached out, like, how do you guys do that? How do, how do you guys find these great people? Um, you know, that's always sort of what we hear is like, what's baristas are like, they're just different. They're next level, you know? Yeah. Um, and yes, absolutely they are, (laughs) but it doesn't happen, you know, by happenstance. It's like we are Mm -hmm. seeking out these people and then training them to be even better. Yeah. Um, so take us through like a little bit of the process and either one of you guys can do this too. Like, I think it's just super Mm -hmm. valuable. 
Yeah, like finding the right people. Yeah, like how yeah. do we find the right people? I think a lot of it comes from referral, people that have worked for us. I feel mm-hmm. like we find a, a lot of mm-hmm. great people through that. And people that are our guests that come in every day because they understand who they we are it. and what we do. Yeah. And they can reciprocate how we've treated them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a full understanding of that. That is cool. I didn't know yeah. that. That happens quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, we like sometimes have recruited guests too. Yeah. Like, you know, just they come to the drive through every day and the barista's like, you should work here. You'd be so good, you know? Yeah. yeah you find that that person that's like bubbly and nice right. and like super friendly and like yep. just feels like genuinely cares about you. Yeah. Um, and you're like, do you want to work here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actively recruiting. Yeah. But seriously. That's good. So but then, you- so then you, they, they apply and then what happens? Yeah. So then applications get sent out to all of our managers and they're, constantly filtering through them, checking them. And then when they're hiring, they'll set up all the interviews. Um, and then from there, that's at the store level, store level. managers hiring yep. for their store mm-hmm. for their store. Yep. Um, and then when they feel that they found someone really awesome, they get sent to a second interview, which would be with myself or our other district manager. And we kind of put the final stamp of approval on that. Yeah. So there's checks and balances in place. Yep. Not, mm-hmm. 100% relying on the manager's intuition, but you're, they're always getting a second opinion on the yeah. person just to validate their decision. For sure. Have you had deci- uh, ones where it's like, uh, yeah. no, like <laughs> the yeah, first there's one. Yeah, there's been a few times. And there's yeah. sometimes where the manager will have a super great interview with that person, but maybe didn't ask a couple of the right questions. And yeah. so then, say I ask those questions, I'm like, wait, they can't do these things or they're not able to, you know, whatever it may be. And so it's a great, like, yeah. I think that's really cool. Cause then you're eliminating the possibility for like an emotional decision, mm-hmm. you know, like, like maybe have a special connection with that person, like sort of on this social emotional level, yep. like, I just really like them. Yeah. Um, but then they come in for a second interview and it's like, well, but they don't work hard. Like they're not, they're, they're not, not a great fit. They're right. not a yeah. good fit for what we're actually looking for, yep. for the tasks of the job. Yep. So I just think that's a really cool double, you know, two, yeah, and something that we really work hard on is putting in a lot of effort on that front side of hiring someone mm-hmm. to hopefully set up the store for success in the long run with that person. And it's something that we continue to like refine yeah. and a process that we continue like to get better at. Because sometimes you'd think, well, why can't the manager just do an interview and hire that person? Like yeah. it seems like that would save us a whole lot of time and money. Right. But like what we just talked about. The problem with that is sometimes there is that emotional um, decision or whatever it may be in the moment. And if they're going to a second interview, it's just another layer that just is sort of that like safeguard to say, let's make sure we really hire the right people initially so we don't have to, you know, put someone through two weeks of training and then figure out that maybe this isn't the right job for them and then repeat that process again. So we try to put a lot of work in the upfront part of hiring. Um, We also do a... Um, like a quiz for everybody that gets hired. So like, it's really like kind of the reason we do that is like proof that like you're taking this seriously and you really want this job because as much as we want to hire people, we want them to want to work at Woods Coffee. We want them to be that their choice is this job. Mm -hmm. It's not, oh, I applied five places. Woods happened to be the one that offered me a job. We want to make sure that that person applying really wants to work at Woods, not just needs a job. Um, Because there's definitely a difference in how you embody the culture at Woods if you really want to be there versus just, I'm working for a paycheck, I need a job. Um, Because we're all about the connection, the community that we have in our stores, like you referenced earlier on in our conversation about, 
your store becomes your family. Yeah. You get really connected to those people and that's our hope, right? We're hoping that you work with a team of people that you just really enjoy and love to be with. So it's like almost like we're really having a safe guard around that to make sure that right person is going to be placed in that team to enhance the team even more, not hindered in any way. Yep. So that's a little bit more about, I feel like the, anyway, for me, like the philosophy behind the hiring process. Another thing we did this year um, was we are, we're actually still kind of in the process of it, but redefining um, that whole interviewing system and the job descriptions of each different position in our company and actually putting like um, characteristic traits to them, Mm -hmm. which not everybody does. I think it's kind of catching on a little bit more. Um, Other companies are also doing the same, but really having this sort of outline of really what it means to be a barista at Woods Coffee. And even for the person applying, they can read that and say, yes, that's me. Like I fit that. I can work there and really do a great job. Um, they're also kind of signing on to that ahead of time and knowing what's sort of expected of them at all these different levels yeah. of the job. Or they can self-select out. Right. And yeah. say, oh, this actually isn't me. It's right. not what I thought it's it was. It's not really what I want to be. Yeah. And that's cool. Like putting all the effort to the front end of figuring out this kind of filtration system, this mm-hmm. way of filtering people um, to get like the best quality. It's like, like, it's like water, you know, like filtering water, really yeah. like the highest quality best result at the end um, rather than just kind of taking people and seeing if they work out, you know, and then that's even more costly because now we're training them, spending hours of labor um, and then finding out that they didn't. And you're just wasting a lot of time for, I mean, the manager, the team and the person training, right? Just a lot of wasted time if it's not going to work out anyways. Yep. Yeah. But I love the the cultural piece, like opting into a culture rather than Mm -hmm. I just need a job, you know, and that is the difference. Uh, I really like that. And that's, uh, that's never like fully clicked for me until like just now in this moment. So that's cool. And that is awesome. So, um, as you think about now your whole job, you've been through hard times, great times. Um, and we talked about the hard times a little bit. Yeah. What is sort of your favorite thing about your job now that you get to do or the people you work with, whatever, like what is your favorite thing right now? Yeah. My, my favorite thing is the relationship side of it. Like Mm -hmm. along this journey, I have made friendships and relationships with guests that I would have never had the opportunity to do had I not been in this job or this position. Um, I have friends from when I started. And like I had said before, like we all got married together. We have kids together. We have play dates now with our kids. And it's just been a super fun part of the job. Yeah, Yeah, that's really cool. It does really become your family, doesn't it? Yeah. like it's a family business, but like our family is huge now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking huge, like 300 people huge. Yeah. Um, man, that's awesome. Uh, well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for now. Like we've probably talked about an hour or so right now. Um, and so we need, need to shift. And I think, um, so just sort of coming back to a couple of the key points that, that you've kind of learned along the way is like, number one, like, just be gritty and just like keep working <laughs> hard. Like you've done that really well. Um, have a positive attitude about um, things that come up, like speed bumps, like not getting a job or um, you know anything that's gonna like kind of come in as a roadblock to yeah. your progress. Like just having a great attitude about that, um, and then just having fun. And so I feel like you've just, you just totally embody like our 
serve others, make a difference, and have mm-hmm. fun mission as Woods. And that's just awesome. So yeah. we think Yeah, you're the rad. thing you do so well <laughs> is like you're laid back. You're really driven. You get things done, but yet you're laid back. Like you don't take anything too seriously. I feel like that part no. of you has served you so well in this position and what you've done over the last 10 years here. Yeah, that's really good. Well, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, we, thanks uh, for letting me do this. Yeah, maybe we'll have you back after you've, uh, you know, gone over a few more road bumps, you know, <laughs> speed bumps. I'm sure they'll be there. <laughs> um, yeah, but we also, um, before we go, we love to share just like one story that um, is just from our company, something that's awesome that's happening, just to share these stories and make it a point to do that. Um, so what, who's going to share a story? I'll, I'll share a story. Share I got a, fu- I got a fun one here. Perfect. Okay. So since we're talking about hiring and journeys at Woods, hopefully she's okay with me sharing her story. We'll make sure she signs off. Um, I've got a great story about, um, Berkeley. So Berkeley came to work for us a couple years ago, like five years ago now. Um, she started at our King street location and she worked for about a month, I think it was. And she came in one day and her manager sat her down and said, you know what? I just don't think this is right for you right now. I don't know what's going on in your life, but something's just not working out here for you. I'm really sorry. We love you, but you need to figure it out. You need to get your life figured out. I'm letting you go. And it, you know, Berkeley sits there and she's obviously crushed this is her job this is her livelihood and she's like okay i guess i'm leaving she didn't have a car at the time so she um just was like okay i'm gonna sit outside on the curb and wait for someone to come pick me up you know i'm gonna drink my woods drink here on the curb and wait for my ride um and she did and so she she went for a ride she left but another part of the conversation she had with her manager was her manager said you know what i think you could still do this job. I think you just need to figure out some stuff in your personal life. And if you want to come back and work for Woods, I welcome you back. I mm-hmm. welcome you to, to reapply at a later date um, if you feel like that's something you want to do. So a little bit of time passed. Berkeley did some things, got some stuff together in her personal life that she maybe needed to do. And she ended up coming back to work for Woods. And she got rehired at Woods. And her journey the second time around was amazing. She has done great things. She continued to just learn and grow and just really get settled into the job. She transferred to different locations. She then became an assistant manager and now she manages one of our stores and she's been a manager now for a couple months and her (laughs) career with us has just been amazing and worked out great. And she's completely, you know, just embodies our culture and who we are. And she too has made amazing friends and made connections here with the community in Bellingham. And it's just gone amazing because that manager initially that hired her left that door open for her. Yeah. And it's just really cool to see that journey unfold in a really, you know, not great way at first, but then it ended up turning out all right. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like Berkeley really persevered through that too yeah. like that's that's a tough thing to hear mm-hmm. to go that's that's kind of like a soul crusher you right. know at first we were like really like and a lot of people stop right there right. and they go well right. fine i'm out of here yeah like forget it yeah you know and then they hold hatred in their in their mm-hmm. heart you know toward people but that's awesome berkeley chose yep you know, to just strive after it. And like, same as Nicole yep. to like, not let this thing and the speed bump, like stop her. 
but actually keep going, make the changes that need to happen, keep your eye um, on the prize, keep your head up, and just keep going and work hard. Um, yep. That's awesome, man. Right, She's, and taking a setback more is like a learning opportunity versus yeah. like just, like you said, like it can be crushing, but it can be crushing for a minute as long as you say, I'm going to use this now. Yeah. As part of my story, I'm going to use it as growth. I'm going to figure out what I need to do differently now, make some changes, yep. and keep going. And not see it as someone who is like coming down on you, but someone right. who loves you and says, yes. these are the things that I see in your life that need yeah. to change. If you change these welcome back like we want you yeah, here right but you can't be here like this you yeah. have to grow and that's just yeah. like really cool leadership so i don't who was her manager like that's amazing yeah at the time that that manager was charday which also has worked for us for 10 Chardet. years yeah and started yeah with hey, if she's listening you yeah. go charday <laughs> charday is one of my favorites yeah she's great man that is a cool story yeah all right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Uh, I would encourage you to please review uh, and share this podcast with your friends. Um, we do want it to spread and to grow. We want to help people through this in any way we can, um, as well as uh, subscribe to it as well so you get the latest update as uh, new podcasts come online. Thank you so much for listening, watching. We'll see you next week. Take care.